It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Well, well, well. What do we have here? Another day in... I guess another person we're going to have to call out, I guess. I, I don't know. You know? It's specifically in a place like New Orleans where clearly they don't care about the Pelicans. You go through New Orleans, they don't give, they don't care. So if the only thing that they care about is they're just, just killing their franchise star, it's not good news for the team. Definitely not good for news for Zion. I don't know, man. It seems like the, the, I don't have any reporting on this, but it seems like the days and, of basketball in New Orleans are just numbered, right? Like it, it, it doesn't seem like it can it can happen. It doesn't seem like this is a long term marriage. That's uh, on the ringer. Another podcast, Mister Logan Murdoch. You know, another national person. Notice he did say, "I don't have any reporting on this, but the days are numbered." New Orleans basketball in the Crescent City. Meanwhile, at the Smoothie King Center last night, Barnes give and go to Fox. Oh, he got blocked again by Herb Jones at the rim. Back the other way, Ingram. Chess it over to McCollum. Catch and shoot, left wing three, and good! Good, good! That's just one play. Here's Ingram another. taking it at Barnes and cut him off. Now Ingram pulls up left free throw line. Extended down again! Brandon is feeling it from the mid-range, and he is in Fuego. Oh, thank you very much. Mm, let's see. Uh, one more. Now Ingram steps into a left wing three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That is a big bucket for Brandon Ingram, who now has 33. Yeah, he was left wide open on that left wing. No one even near him. Now Fox pulls up for a break free. That's an air ball right in Ingram's lap. Ingram front court. No look over to Herb, who leaked out. And the easy right-hand layup is good. Alvin Gentry takes a timeout. And Daniel, dare I say, that might do it. I think the way the Kings were getting back, that shows that that will definitely do it. Especially with the back-to-back, I think that might be all she wrote for Sacramento tonight. And there you go. 125 to 95. I am not good in math, but I can actually use a calculator or just read the headline. That is a 30 point victory by a team in a place on the city that doesn't care about basketball. Hey everybody, it's Gus Kattengill. Thank you for joining us here today on the Sports Hangover. 800-998-1003 is the way to chime into the conversation. <laughs> Feel free to talk about that if you'd like. And when I mean that, I'm talking about the game. Talk about what we're seeing. A 3-0 and start out of the All-Star break by the Pelicans. We can also touch on why this continues to be this narrative today. Oh, by the way, not that we ever like to use facts. For anything, but if you, if you want to use facts, just in case you're interested in using facts, because you know, normally when you debate or you argue a point, if you, if you use facts, kind of helps you win that argument, kind of helps you win that point. Alex Kennedy, earlier today, chief content officer at basketballnews.com. I understand it's not ESPN or, you know, 
TNT, but it is hoops hype, USA Today Sports. I mean, you know, he looks at stuff. And he's verified, whatever. I don't care if he's not. Which markets have delivered the highest ratings for national NBA games across ABC, ESPN, and TNT this season? At 10, Richmond, Virginia. Crazy, right? Birmingham, Alabama. Maybe that's why the Pels decided Birmingham should be the home to the squadron. G League team for the Pels. Norfolk, another Virginia team. Hotlanta. How about that? I know Todd Graffanini, if you're listening about that, I'm sure the Falcon fans love, love to hear that. Los Angeles, number six. Sacramento, number five. Raleigh Durham, another East Coast team over there. Memphis, number three, of course, right? Ja Morant and what they're doing over there. San Francisco, it's Golden State, at number one. In all the land, New Orleans. You heard me right. New Orleans was is right now number one on the national games on ABC, ESPN, and TNT. Meanwhile, nationally, Bill Simmons, Logan Murdoch. It's specifically in a place like New Orleans where clearly they don't care about the Pelicans. You go through New Orleans, they don't give they don't care. So if the only thing that they care about is they're just just killing their franchise star. It's not good news for the team. Definitely not good for news for Zion. I don't know, man. It seems like the the. I don't have any reporting on this, but it seems like the days and of basketball in New Orleans are just numbered, right? I don't have any reporting on this, but it just seems like the days of basketball in New Orleans are numbered. Look, here's my thing. I, I don't even need to be the home of the Pelicans or whatever it is. I, I just. I'm speaking as a reporter, as a talk show host, as somebody whose job and profession and ability to support my family and have a career tends to be based on actually knowing what the bleep I'm talking about. And I promise you, I don't pretend to know anything and everything about anything. Okay, I try to do my best to kind of keep track on things. There, there are sports talk show hosts and writers that are walking almanacs that can remember games and you know plays and rosters. That is not me. I'm I'm the observer. Like to talk, have conversations, listen to everybody's opinion, have fun at sports. Not take it that seriously yet. I'm passionate about it. That's me. That's I'm that that type of sports talk show host, right? Um. I like interviews. I like doing those things. That's just kind of what I like to do. Other people love to find the story in the story. Everyone has that type. Regardless, though, in this profession, whether it's television, newspaper, websites, blogs, videocasts, podcasts, talk show host, if you want to have respectability, credibility, make a living out of it, more often than not, you might want to tend to know what you're you're saying, you know. And again, not every column is right, not every opinion. That's what a column is. A column is an opinion. Columnists they work their way as writers and beat reporters to be a columnist to give your opinion. You're entitled to it. Everyone has one. Like you know what? Everyone has one. That's fine. But certain opinions and certain things have a little more gravitas than other things, right? Saying a team stinks or that guy is a bum or that guy can't catch the football, that guy can't make a shot, look, that's fine. When you when you say certain things about cities, say certain things about franchises, make 
assertions, assumptions, you know, there's three letters in there. What it does if you don't, what it makes you if you don't know what you're talking about. And that's this case here. Again, look, I'm not losing any sleep over it. I, I know because I have ears. I've heard the Pelicans owner say that they're not selling. They're not moving. I've told you just, you know, I, I don't have a degree in business, economics, but if I own a company, whatever it is, and I tend to, you know, have that business triple in value, regardless, I probably wouldn't sell that because it's gaining Right, the Pelicans bought for three, three fifty. However, you want to look at it, it's worth over a billion right now. Value. How many world championships? How many playoff appearances in that time? Right. It's growing because the league is growing, so your value goes. So why would you sell it? Oh, and it can't win. It doesn't work. Okay, great. Find people that make it work. Right. I mean, that, that's why, that's just like business. If, if your restaurant isn't working because the chef's not good or the front of the house, the management and all whatever, you, you find people do it. You just don't quit, relocate, do all those things. And again, look, talking heads on TV are talking heads on TV. They have to find content. And, and I do understand this because there are some talk shows and there are some talking heads. That's what they do. And, and I've listened to Colin Coward at the Super Bowl several years ago. It was the Ravens and 49ers. Game in which they, um, there, there was that Super Bowl. And in that Super Bowl, I was listening to Colin Coward and Doug Gottlieb actually have a conversation just to the right of our table. And they're sitting at the right of our table. And he was asking, you know, he was right, it was right before you left ESPN. He's like, what should I do? Some suggestions, stuff like that. And Colin flat out said it, look, you, you give, the left and the right, you give the white and the black, you give you give the opinion that's going to elicit emotion from one end to another, right? That's why you see at nauseum cowboy stuff on ESPN, at nauseum the Lakers stuff, at nauseum, because it's going to get an emotion. It's going to get a response. And look, so I get that to an extent. But let's be honest, the, the Pelicans, right, even the Saints to an extent, they're, they're not the national darling that they talk about and all those things so that's why it's it's silly that if you are going to talk about them you just might want to you know i don't know know what you're talking about or i don't know i I would never just come on the air and say well i don't have any reporting on this but i'm positive so and so absolutely for sure doesn't want to be here or or whatever it is Just, just think of the sean payton situation after he decided to retire. Several reporters said, you know, we had heard this, right? How many people said that on the air? Nobody. Because th- that that's that's kind of a serious thing, right? That's kind of a an important topic of news. And look, again, I'm not losing any sleep over it. I, I listen to the owner. And quite honestly, it's sports. If they leave, they leave. If a guy leaves, whatever. But here's my thing that I don't understand with all of this is we bring in Jordan Kleber and he'll give us the questions of the day. Jordan, my thing is this. And you hear that guy, Logan Murdoch, and, and you know, Perkins, who I tweeted at him. And what did he do today, Jordan?
adding dialogue. Energize your business. Followed up by tweeting at him, hey, Perk, we have time slots on the on, on today. Um, open today on the flagship station of the Pelicans from 12 to 3. Love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if he, but, he responds but, back to it. So, yeah, he kept, he kept repeating. A lot of people posted those national ratings and, and tweeted at him. And he kept saying, well, you need to be tweeting at Zion. I, again, going on the notion that, you know, he's the one that doesn't want to be here. You need to convince him and do all that. You know what? Let's just take it to this level, Jordan. Even if he doesn't want to be here. Is that an indictment on the franchise? Is that an indictment on its city and its fan base if they're watching the game? If the organization, which, by the way, all of them make mistakes. All of them. Watch the disaster happening in L.A. See the disaster happening in New York. All of them. All of them. Okay? It ain't perfect. But they've tried. They've hired a good coach. They got a team playing well together. They got a guy, Brandon Ingram, who, again, let, let's not, not judge by his actions and character and how he's playing and how he's smiling. You know, let's just overlook all that. One guy may not want to be here, may not be happy. Mind you, he hadn't said that yet. But I'm just saying, even if that were the case, what are the callers that we have on the show do, Jordan? What do they say if that's the case? If Zion, hey, I want to well, be here. Oh, I, I mean, I... Whatever they said, trade them. That, they say I, see I, ya. They say see ya. see ya. They say see ya. They didn't say sell the franchise. They didn't say you know fire this or there. They say see ya. You know maybe let go of Griff or whoever it was because they didn't make it work or whatever. But here's the thing: you can't say that right now. If you look at the narrative and you look at what this team has done this season, it's hard for you to say that. I've been saying it for weeks. Been saying it for weeks. What did I say? It's gonna be really hard to go with that that theme. It's going to be really hard when you see guys buying in. It's going to be really hard when you start seeing players play hard. It's going to be really hard when you start seeing the fan base give a bleep. How many GMs are out there in the last three weeks? The trade deadline. I mean, everybody had who they should trade for, what they should trade for. But the fan base is smarter now, right? Fan base is smarter now. What Chris is doing on Spaces over there, you had him on last Friday. 10,000 people reviewed that. 2,000 people were on live. I don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to hear that anymore. So, again... If said person, whoever it is, could be Ingram, it could be CJ, Hayes, Jonas, don't want to be here. Awesome. They have flights leaving every hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it doesn't mean that you move or basketball's coming to an end. That That's just, like, I'm trying not to be a name caller. That's just not very bright. And, and maybe I'm bitter, Jordan, because they're, they're making a hell of a lot more money than I am. Literally, that's 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 probably what it is. Like, I actually care and try to say something intelligent sometimes. (laughs) It's just, I, 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 like, I wouldn't say that. Like, if you were sitting across from me and you said something like that, I'd go to break and I'd smack you. I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Like, I care about my show. You can't, like, what, what is your basis on it? I have, hey, but before you get any further, I haven't heard anything yet, but I, 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 I believe that someone within the NFL is unhappy. There you with go. Their current situation. There it is. Somebody's unhappy. Exactly. I mean, look, Cleveland. How many first round picks? The Jets. All, no one's telling them to go here or there. You know what? Because the market matters and whatever. Those those fans are miserable. You know. I mean, tell me when they're going to win anymore. So, anyway, I wanted to start with that just because that's the case, and it's silly because there's a lot to focus on today. 
And a lot of it has to do with how the, exactly the Pels are playing. They've won their third in a row. Got some fun guests lined up. Ralph Marble is going to join us at the bottom of the hour. As the combine is underway. We're measuring hands, Jordan. We're measuring hands today. Kenny Pickett. How, how, how big is his hand? How big is his hand? Uh, got to find out. Yeah, I think it's one of the smallest of the combine, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. So you know what that means? He can't throw. He can't play quarterback. Nope. He can't do it. Can't do it. He was it. asked about it yesterday, too. Uh, 12.45, my, Matt Reiser, a nice bounce-back game, uh, I think, yesterday with the win over Louisiana Tech after um, a tough loss the night before to Tulane. What was it 23-1, to I think is what it was. Uh, we'll talk with Tulane head baseball coach Travis Jewett coming up at 2.05. Got a pretty big series. They, um, they've only lost one game so far this season. Mississippi State coming in town this weekend. By the way, my Southern Miss Golden Eagles, what they do last night against Mississippi State? Huh? Uh, Jordan? What, what happened? Matter. It does matter. Well, no, it does they, matter. They, they it won. does matter. Victory. Southern Miss to the top. Um, and then we got Mike Silver, head coach of the Colonels coming on here at 115. Will Guillory, 215. We'll talk to him. And at, uh, as I said, 205, Travis Jewett. So, that's your guest list. We'll be checking in with Jordan, I guess. Is this it? You're done? You got school again now? Yeah, so, I, have, I have a lot of, you know I have what? a lot of that's, school that's things to do today. I'm not buying that. There's no school, I think, during Mardi Gras week. So I yes, think they're lying to me. We, we were back in, we got back mm-hmm. Wednesday. Oh, which was yesterday, really? Yesterday. Okay. That's interesting because you were home all day yesterday. Yeah. Well, Tuesdays and Thursdays is the only time I have to. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, the lying intern at JD Kleber. If you like to tweet at him, thank you so much. For I, am your a, today. I am a lion. You know what? That, on that note, you're done. Buddy, that. roll the music. Yeah, Let's get out of here. When we come back, we'll actually focus on the win by the Pelicans last night. They win their third in a row. We'll talk about that next. 125-95 on your home for Pelicans basketball, ESPN New Orleans. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafouche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus, the river parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. Nobody boils more Louisiana crawfish than Rouse's Markets. These guys are professionals. They grew up boiling on the bayou. Right now, you can buy Rouse's Markets Louisiana crawfish live by the sack for just three fifty a pound. Or get them hot from the pot. A 10-pound special of Rouse's Markets hot boiled Louisiana crawfish is only four forty nine a pound. Each batch has just the right amount of lemon, onion, garlic, heat, and down-the-bayou flavor. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Home health services in South Lafouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, 
you and your loved ones are most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 632-6900 for more information. Talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. McCollum, bumped from behind by Fox. No look pass to Najee, and he floats it in reverse style. He didn't hit the rim. How did that go in? I don't know. It's a rhetorical question. <laughs> There it is, uh, Todd Graffinini, voice here in New Orleans Pelicans last night, as you heard it here on ESPN New Orleans, your home for Pelicans basketball. Pelicans getting the win, 125-95, uh, 3-0 to start the, I guess, post-All-Star break season as the team, again, playing well. So I want your thoughts and opinions on what you're seeing because I've been called already twice this morning and... On a couple of other shows, they're like, hey, I think we're starting to see something building, something happening. Now, if you listen to the show, you know that. We've been talking about that. I, I've talked about the season in terms of phases and in terms of one of the things that we see, you know, buy-in, moving forward, becoming Brandon Ingram's team. And now we're seeing, I guess, that buy-in phase two of now we're seeing sort of results with everything. And I think one of the things... That's interesting is you can look at it, point to it, describe it, and detail it. Why are the Pelicans winning? Why are they looking better? Why why do things look differently? Um, General D, I see you. I want to play one bite from head coach Willie Green on what he's seeing right now and why he, he feels right now what we're, I think, seeing with our eyes. That's the fact that the starters right now, it's just they're, they're seamless right now. They're, they're really our mesh. It's great. It's, it's how we want to play. Uh, 30 assists is evident of our style of basketball. And when everybody's touching the ball, when everybody's a part of it, we're just that much dangerous. And it's hard to just key in on Brandon and CJ or Jonas. General D, thanks for giving us a call today, bud. How are you? things I think to touch on that's important is that this team's identity is now becoming that they're very good defensively. Mm. And you see a lot of them getting baskets in transition because of the defensive pressure they will put on. Herb Jones said it the other night, I believe, that he's allowed to pressure the basketball more because he knows he has two seven-footers behind him as shot blockers uh, in regards to Valanchunas and Hayes. So that's one thing that I've seen just from a tactical standpoint by going with the bigger lineup. And then secondly, um, you've seen how they've cut down the rotations. Obviously, uh, you know, everybody's been clamoring for Garrett Temple to be out the lineup and, and same thing for Clark. Um, and it just changes the complexity of your lineup because now you're not having major lulls with scoring. So um, it's really been interesting to see how not only has CJ and BI meshed together, but even that second unit is starting to now get their own identity. Uh, there was a couple of games of stretch where you didn't see Najee Marshall at all. Right. And I think I've talked about this before with the show, that Najee Marshall is kind of like your Josh Hart light. Um, he, obviously, last night he was, he was really looking to get his, and his shot's really been on, and he's scoring. But he also does a lot of the little things. And one of the things that's really important with that, that he gives you is that, that kind of that one-man band situation where he pushes the ball all the way to the rack and really puts a lot of pressure on the defense. 
The same thing with Jose, and that's why I think Jose's been so effective. Jose gets into the heart of the defense, and now it's kicking out to guys for wide-open looks. Mm-hmm. And you've seen Graham's production go up because now you have a true point guard facilitating to Graham, opposed to guys who are doing the dribble handoffs. And a lot of times you'd see late in shot clocks, Graham pounding the ball down, doing one jab, and then stepping back and trying to shoot a contested three, where now he's hitting some open looks. The biggest part that I think that has been uh, great, and it was kind of a throw-in on the trade, was Snell. I mean, yep. Snell has been a guy that's been very consistent, not only in the defensive end, but also in the scoring end as well. He's very long, and that's what I've been saying. You, you know, Larry Nance hasn't even touched the floor yet, or Zion. So this team is very promising. Um, all this narrative about, you know, we've talked about it before, that they want to relocate the Pelicans, or Zion's not happy. It seems as though the biggest thing that this team is doing is playing for each other. And it doesn't matter about all the outside noise. But when you get by on like that and you're playing for one another, there's a lot of good that can happen. And I'm very yeah. excited about the future. It's, it's not really necessarily because of David Griffin, but it has a lot right. to do with the guy that's sitting in the pink chair, and that's, that's really green. <laughs> yeah, look, and at the end of the day, you know, I, I, look, I, I said this at the end of last year too, right? I mean, we all knew it. I mean, you're, you're on the hot seat aside from the fact that, look, if you can't get it done – Find somebody else to get it done, right? That's what we kept talking about. And at the same time, um, you you have to be able to admit, hey, there's a problem. I got to go get it fixed. And he got it fixed. And, you know, sometimes things happen the way it does. You know, I, I'm pretty sure, General D, I, I wasn't the first choice for my wife. Even though she tells me, which I thank her for that. And I really honestly do. But, you know, Willie Green, I mean, there was different names that pulled out of it or tried to, you know, talk to and things of that nature. And you know what? I remember on the show when I think it was Fletcher said he had heard his name and we pulled up that YouTube video of him doing an interview prior to son's training camp. And I was like, I'm sold. Like I just listening to him speak his philosophy, being able to admit, I don't know everything. I'm still learning and all it's little things like that, that I thought, you know what may not be a bad thing. And it turned out to be maybe a hire that we don't know what we're going to go. But I think what you're seeing on the court is someone that's respected, someone that can help. And, look, he's still learning the game, too. I, I see it. There, there's some things that, that he can get better at. Again, he hasn't had a full season as a head coach in the NBA, General Dean. You know, you've coached before. And you've done things um, that you can get better at, and, and you still need to. And, and you you know, you learn by the game. That's how you learn. But I, I think what's really cool, and you brought it up just now, playing for one another, I think they're playing for him. I think they are playing for one another. And you know what? I do think that they see the fans that are going to the game. I, mean, I saw a lot of people posting that yesterday. That the day after Mardi Gras, really nice crowd against the Kings. Tomorrow it's the Jazz. You know, one of the top teams in the West uh, on a Friday. Let's see how that crowd is. But it's coming. It's getting there, right? And you know what solves everything, General D? Winning. Yeah, true. But, but one thing that I do remember when we were talking about when Willie Green was announced and he was hired, is that the team that the Suns, the reaction that the Suns players yeah. had for Willie getting this opportunity to be a head coach was very telling. And another recent story that just came out was that um, not only did, did Graham's role change and move to the bench, but Willie Green had met with him personally. Yeah, he talked us. about how he saw his vision. And we talk about a lot about that, how Sean Payton has always talked about his vision for a player. And that's something that I think is invaluable because it could have been very easy for him to just say, well, look, you're in the second unit now, and this is why. But actually went to him personally and sat him down. That, that speaks volumes and only speaks volumes to the guys that are on this team, 
but guys in the league that they're saying, man, I really would like to play for this guy. That was very impressive from my standpoint. General D, I think one of the things, too, we're going to see moving forward is um, this team obviously sort of get better here. Like the news yesterday, I hadn't even got to it. Think about that. Yeah, yesterday was a Zion update. Now now I know <laughs> the update is at least he's you know going to resuming uh, workouts using weight bearing and things of that nature. So, but think about that. It's twelve twenty eight. I didn't lead off the show with there was a Zion update. But at least, but the thing is, there's an update. So there's actually some communication of what's going on with Zion. Yeah. Instead of letting this national media put out reports of like what they speculate him that his mental health to be in and what he what he doesn't want to be here and he needs to be traded because they're wasting him. Because every time they've ever talked to that young man, he's always said. He's playing. He wants to be here. He likes New Orleans. Now, has he been out in front of it enough? No, he probably hasn't. But that has to do with the organization as well as his team of people around him. But aside from all of that, this team's headed in the right direction. If we can get a couple of more momentum, you know, wins here with momentum going into the the play-in, it would only catapult this team because I I do see a lot of the similarities with the Suns from when they made their run the year before when they won the bubble that all of a sudden the team started coming together and gelling, and then now look at them. They're one of the top teams in the West. And this team has the ability to do that with just adding the two pieces that are on on the floor right now with Zion Williamson and with Larry Nance, who's on your roster currently. Just mm-hmm. getting healthy. Yeah, I'm no. excited. I hear you, man. Thank you, General. We appreciate the phone call, man. Have a good week, bud. You as well. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good week. Sure. The official statement reads as follows, and we'll hit the break. Recent imaging showed improvement. Uh, improved bone healing of the fifth metatarsal in Zion Williamson's right foot. He will gradually progress to full weight-bearing exercise and basketball activities. He remains out indefinitely. So the update is essentially the foot's getting better. Not there yet totally where he's out there running, hooping it up and playing three-on-three and stuff like that. You know what? At this point, my hope, seeing the playoffs. Maybe he can come off the bench or play and give you some minutes there. I, I don't know, but here's the thing. The current roster, current team... Three and off the All-Star break. Let's see what happens against Minnesota, I mean, Utah tomorrow. Ralph Marlborough joins us next. Saints Happy Hour podcast to talk about how to watch the combine. Got workouts today. Quarterbacks, receivers, running backs. Sports Hangover and ESPN New Orleans. Just look at me. Advanced Eye Institute and Cutoff is your hometown eye care provider. Dr. Darby Chasson is here to serve the eye care needs of your entire family. Full-service eye medical and vision services are provided in a friendly atmosphere. For the latest in designer frames to advancements in astigmatism and bifocal contact lenses, call Advanced Eye Institute at 985-632-2884 for your appointment today or visit our website at visionsourceadvancedeyecutoff.com. Hi, it's Rick. I'm at the Smith home. Where's Donnie? Leaves and autumn bookings pile up for Rick's gutter cleaning service. He's out? Ah, come on. He needs help before his bottom line gets clogged. Okay, well, what about Christiana? We still got six houses today. Indeed can help him hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Vivid Seats, your ticket to hold on to your hat, edge of seat sitting, bases loaded, two outs, half-court buzzer-beating, 60-yard Hail Marys. Hear that pin dropping? Can they do it? They did! For your team? 
it was nothing. Get tickets and earn rewards with Vivid Seats. Life happens live. I'm Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlan, asking Louisiana seniors to call us before making changes to your Medicare plan. Calling a number you saw on TV promising discounts and benefits may switch your plan to one that's not right for you. Instead, call the Senior Health Insurance Program. We make sure your doctors and medications are covered, and we check to see if you qualify for help with Medicare costs. Contact us at 1-800-259-5300. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. Oh, big talker, ain't you? The man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. Welcome back, 800-998-1003. We'll speak with Ralph Marlboro here in a quick second, and we will chat with him about the Combine. Coming up here today on the Combine, we have a couple of workouts to come. As today, tight ends, quarterbacks, and wide receivers. Sorry, offensive linemen, running backs is tomorrow. Defensive line, linebacker is Saturday. Sunday is place kicker and defensive back. And again, Sunday's the only day that it's early. It used to be all early in the morning and early afternoon, 10.30 to 1.30 a Sunday. But today, tomorrow, and Saturday, 4 p.m., to 11 p.m. So at 4 p.m., you got the, you know, they, they run. They do the 40s, and then they'll start having workouts. So seven hours coverage, as the NFL says, the last player off the field, 11 p.m. around there. So when you come home tonight, you want to check it out, you'll get to see the quarterbacks, receivers probably um, get their work in as Ralph joins us now to kind of maybe give us a, a heads up on how to watch this unfold over at the combine are you excited do you have your popcorn ready have you told the wife don't worry about dinner you got the kid tonight i gotta watch combine workouts well no i was sad gus because i saw on twitter this morning that kenny pickett the quarterback i like out of pittsburgh he has the size he has hands the size of a toddler apparently <laughs> um so that's bad like i thought he'd have the smallest hands in the nfl and like they've never had a person uh the only person that compares him that's been good in the last like thirty years that hands aside is Michael Vick and Jeff Blake. Mm-hmm. So it's a so it's a little bit of concern. I mean, my thing with the combine is it's the thing that makes it now is the NFL Network makes it they make it so uh, ridiculous. But the thing that I do hope is like they have we have like a wardrobe malfunction. Remember they had the one guy I forget his name like he's running and his pants fell down and like. We yes. saw some of his business. Like, I want that. I want people falling over. I mean, <laughs> that's what you want. <laughs> yeah, I want. I want like I want catastrophes. Um, mm-hmm. You know, or, or I like breaking news, like when Reuben Foster like got thrown out of the combine. Like, I want breaking news. Like that would be fun. That's what I'm always want. Like some player like gets thrown out of the combine because they did something something not terrible, but that you know hurt anyone. But just it makes news. I mean, the combine to me, just and you can attest to this, right? Like, everybody thinks they're freaking excellent. Like, like, I watched eight minutes of YouTube video, and let me tell you about this defensive two, his, 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 his gap technique. Yeah. And, and I tell people this. I don't watch the tape. I don't watch the tape. <laughs> but right. here's, the, here's, the, here's the thing that concerns me with, like, Kenny Pickett, for example. Like, I'm a degenerate gambler. I freely admit this. I gamble on everything. And the thing is, when you tell me a dude 
has hand size, and he'd have the smallest hands in the NFL, and he'd be the one of the highest drafted quarterbacks ever with hands that small. That tells me, like, it's really, really long odds that he can succeed, and that right. scares me. Like, when you're picking a guy and, and you're like, there's nobody else physically like this in the NFL that succeeded, but this guy's going to succeed. Like, that stuff, stuff scares me. The rest of it, like, if they run a 4-4-1 or a 4-4-3, like, mm-hmm. whatever. But, like, to me, there's, like, sort of, like, this, like, basic line of, like, physical skills that you have to have in the NFL. And if a dude can't reach that line, it's concerning. And I think that's the only thing that, that, that would, like, I'll look at the combine. And also, too, the, gosh, you know this, too, the Saints, they believe in that thing called RAS, which is Relative Athletic Score. And, like, if you look at a guy and you like him and he grades at the combine, if you like him and he scores below a nine, forget about the Saints picking him. They don't draft dudes that don't have elite physical traits. They just don't. Like Jeff Ireland, they have their prototypes. Like they just don't. So if you fall in love with a dude and and you look at his when he, when all the combine is done and you're mm-hmm. like, I love that guy, and he's like an eight five on the draft score, forget about it. Like the Saints then picking him, get a new draft crush. That's the only that's the only advice that I would give. Like as you watch the combine, like if you have a particular draft crush that you want the Saints to pick, you better have a right score above nine, or else it's not going to be a thing. And you need to probably go to Ohio State too. You're right. You actually bring up something that um, they've talked about. Sean Payton's talked about it. It almost seems like after every draft, after every draft pick, when they come up to the podium, they they do reference those numbers, and then people look it up. And sure enough, they they, they do have that. They do look at metrics. I mean, there's no other way to sort of look at it like that. Um, I I asked you, quarterback, receiver, offensive lineman, because that seems to be the three positions that obviously the Saints could get help in. You would like them to go in that situation. Look, I literally, as uh, we're coming to you, ESPN Sports Center just did a Saints profile, right? And there it is in big, massive um, graphics and letters. The cap situation. Oh no, you know, who's their quarterback? Oh no, and all this stuff. But let me ask you this, because I do think especially with the videos you're seeing in Jameis Winston, it, it makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to give up a lot of picks. Yeah. I think reasonably 16 to 22 years, whatever. I, I, I just, it seems to me like that because of, of basically this, Ralph. Who else do you think right. is better out there? I mean, the Colts essentially threw Carson Wentz not under the bus. They, they opened the door and punted him in the backside and said, see ya. Earlier they this week, a, they burned a first. They burned a first round pick. Yeah, to get it. Like, right. I mean, like as you talk about being a that is atrocious business to give up a top twenty pick for a dude for one year. They basically rented him for one year, cost him a first round pick. That's incredibly bad business. But to your point, I mean, here's the thing: if Jameis Winston, and then to me, it's like maybe Jameis Winston and like Garoppolo are kind of on the same tier. We could argue it out, right? But, like, the rest of them, like Trubisky and Bridgewater and who, or whoever you want to bring in, like, they're all the same guys. They're all the freaking same. They're all, like, hugely flawed. And I just, to me, I think free agency is going to be so fun with the Saints. Do you want to, do you want to hear my theory that I have? Sure, give it to me. The Saints, operate, we know they operate out of, out of a different paradigm. Like, they just don't care about dead money. They run the salary cap different way and it makes people mad on Twitter and we love it. But my theory is 
Gail lets them do it because Gail Benson is not like other owners, like Stephen Ross and, mm-hmm. and Snyder, where they are concerned with making money. They want to increase their empire, and they're like, I'm worth $10 billion, I want to be worth 12 Gail has said, when I die, it all goes to charity. So she's not concerned with, i got to expand my empire. And she's not going to go, she doesn't want to go broke. Sure. She likes to advise stuff. She's a billionaire. It's great. But she operates in a different paradigm where, like, if the Saints go to her and are like, hey, Gail, we want to do all this cap stuff, and we're going to spend $150 million in bonus money, and the Saints really aren't going to make that much money this year, Gail is going to be probably, that's cool, because she doesn't operate in the same way that other owners do. And I think it gives the Saints an advantage. And, Gus, I think they're going to spend way more in free agency, and I cannot wait <laughs> to all the cat nerds. Okay. They're going to cry. I think the Saints, my prediction is, and I've been thinking about it, I think the targets the Saints are going to do is tight end. I think they're going to go and maybe get one or two tight ends, maybe in the 5 to like $10 million range. Maybe they even go get Gusecki and pay him a ton. Because to me, Gus, you look at it. Receiver, they can say, look, Michael Thomas is coming back. We can draft a guy. We can, we can maybe sign a lower-level free agent. Receiver can be okay. You look at tight end, it's a black hole of sadness. And I think they're going to go into free agency, and they're going to be like, we have to fill tight end, and we got to get a guard because Ruiz is a traffic cone. And that's going to be the plan of free And I think they're going to spend more than people think. I think they're going to I think they're going to keep Armstead or Williams, maybe both, and they're going to spend a lot of money, and people are going to be like, the Saints are just kicking the can down the road. They're going to pay for this eventually. But here's the thing, guys. You know how much cap space the Saints have in 2024? They have $130 million of cap space in 2024. And you know what they can do? They can spend that cap space now. So I just think I think it's going to be the Saints are going to be a much bigger player than people expect. It's going to be great. I can't wait. That's interesting. Uh, a traffic cone, huh? That's better than the Matador, as I like to call Hunter Speed. At least, at least the Matador is a chance. I mean, there's a chance with the Matador, you know, but a traffic cone. Yeah, traffic cone is there. You have to avoid it. But really, if the traffic cone trips you up, it's your fault, not, not the traffic cone. That, that, is ve- that is very true. You can go around it, and I've seen, actually, you know, people just run over it, to be honest with you. So, right. So, right. So, like, it's, it's not much there. of an impediment. It's definitely there, but that's about it. Dude, who do you like? Uh, like I, look, I'm actually excited, I, I, again, because I do Arkansas game day. I've gotten a chance to see him. I think Traylon Burks is going to be something. I, I really honestly do. He's he's large. I mean, dude, if he runs a 4-3, yeah. he's 235, he's 6-3. Like, I mean, that's Michael Thomas with speed. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, imagine yeah. those two together. And I, I know Olav is the guy that a lot of people want, and, and he's Ohio State, so he's a saint, you know, by nature. I get it. Yeah. But I am. So, like, I, and, he, and he said yesterday, you know, I'm – Doing every drill. So it is kind of cool to sort of see how those drills are now being on the field as opposed to before you used to just see it from in the stands. Like now they're on the field. You're seeing the reasoning behind it, getting instant analysis. And you know what? What else am I doing tonight? You're watching the Pelicans? No. Well, they don't play tonight. They, they play tomorrow. It's an off night. Exactly. I know. They played last night. By the way, if the Pelicans play the Lakers in the playing game and it's New Orleans, I told my wife, I'm buying a plane ticket. I'm coming. You're coming like, in? Gotta, I'm coming in. Like, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta watch it. But no. no, I think you're exactly right. Like, 
the, the wide receiver, I think the kid from Arkansas, he, he, like he's a 235, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. He, if he runs, like we're, we're thinking the same time, ah, he's a possibility. He, he blows it out the water running. I think he just, he's the guy that he won't, he won't be there at 18. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's, that's the thing. The thing is to me, Gus, too, is I know it's not always right, but, man, I like the guys from the bigger school. I know Jari Evans and other guys have succeeded, but I just like guys that play at Arkansas, play at Ohio State. I just feel like those guys, you're, you're more than likely to have success, yeah. especially especially early in the draft. So that that's where I lean. I, I just think it's, it's so tough because you, you just don't, to me, Gus, the, the draft, you just don't know how many quarterback needy teams are going to, what they're going to do in free agency, right? So, mm-hmm. like, if Washington gets Garoppolo and, and Carolina, they trade for Deshaun Watson or whatever they do, then that's two teams that are ahead of the Saints if, like, they didn't put the quarterback or Denver does what they do. So, you could have a situation where a couple of teams reach for quarterbacks and the Saints are like, okay, we like one guy and he's gone. Let's go out right. of the direction. Or they could be at 18, and all these teams have filled their quarterback needs, and the Saints are like, they haven't had a quarterback get picked off this board yet. What do we do? So um, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be incredibly fascinating. My question to you is, what team that needs a quarterback is going to be stupid? Like that's my. That's, I was literally going to close with that. I, I I have a hard time buying Matt Rule doesn't pull the trigger. No. Well, here's the here's the thing with Matt Rule, and this is my co-host. Andy. Got about 30 seconds. Go ahead. He says this all the time. Matt Rule is a bad September from getting fired. So that dude is going to be reckless in a way you cannot fathom because if he starts on four, he's getting fired. So I believe anything's on the table for yeah. Carolina. And they, I think he's taking. I think he's taking a quarterback at six. I'd be shocked I, if he doesn't. I disagree. I think he's either going to try to get Watson or he's going to get Garoppolo. He's got to have a veteran. Oh, you want you you, you think he's going? He's going. Stand up, uh, vet. Okay. He's, he's going veteran because he's got to, like, Gus, if he starts one and five, he's not making it to Halloween. Like, mm. he's got to win out the gate <laughs> Toronto. So that's well, he, he's Carolina. he's run out of people to blame. He's fired everybody else and replaced him. <laughs> right. I mean, he's run out of people to blame. Ralph Marlboro, go give him a follow. His columns are over on WBLTV.com. And, of course, the um, Saints Happy Hour podcast at Saints Forecast. The way to follow over on Twitter. Thanks, as always, Ralph. Appreciate it, buddy. Anytime, guys. <laughs> For sure. The traffic cone. <laughs> Yikes. Schedule to hear from Matt Reiser, head coach of your Southeastern Lions, next on ESPN New Orleans. It's time to have fun, so come on in. Come on in and win. It's magic. Come and feel the magic. Cash magic. Great news for our video poker players. Cash Magic LaRose has reopened. Yes, Cash Magic LaRose is open and bigger and better than ever in our brand new casino right here in LaRose on Highway 308. So come on in and win. You'll always be a VIP Cash Magic. Gambling problem 877-770-STOP. 
Your new Ford dealership in Lafourche Parish is Calvin Braxton Ford. You may need your vehicle serviced, but you don't want to drive too far. Get ready for some good news. The Calvin Braxton Ford Service Department in Lockport is now open. And better yet, they truly want to keep your vehicle running at its best. Now offering a special on gas-only oil changes, just $39.95 up to five quarts. Plus, with four new tires, your alignment is only $69.95. Yeah, Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. When you're sick, you want to be close to home. World-class medicine doesn't require a trip to the city because the best care is close to home at Thibodeau Regional. We're continually adding new services, and our team of physicians has grown to more than 250. That's a lot of doctors. More doctors, more services, treating more conditions. And keeping more families healthy. World-class medicine, right here, close to home at Thibodeau Regional. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and cities may vary, subject to terms and... Man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. As always, we enjoy the time on Thursdays when head coach Matt Reiser joins us to talk about the Southeastern Lions baseball team. Coach, how are you this afternoon? Doing well, my friend. Just leaving the Louisiana Delta and getting into Arkansas. Yeah, I was going to say, man, uh, you got a busy, busy week. So since we last talked last week, you had three games against UAB, some close ones. You won the Friday one, Saturday, Sunday, uh, a close loss, 6-4 and then 5-6, uh, the two losses there. Just a, a play here or there and really an at-bat or two, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, this early season, man, that we haven't had a chance to breathe. It really in any game. I think every every game we play, maybe except for one, has been a one or two run ball game. So, you know, it's been a pitch here or a play here and a bat there that's made the difference on one side or the other. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, there on Sunday we were on the on the receiving end of, of mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, one out away from winning a series against a good UAB club, and uh, their their guy, man, he got tipped the hat. That guy got a good breaking ball and, and cut a good win to get it out of there. You know, we had no uh, no quit in us. We come back, Rosemary's home run. They put us down by one, but then to come back just came up a little bit short there on Sunday. And, yeah, lost unfortunate series there in UAB. So you, you face Tulane on Tuesday, and, Coach, it happens. I mean, is that kind of how you look at it? It's one of those games where, um, you know, the, the pit, every ball looks like softballs. There's errors. It's just it's one of those games, 23-1. to 1. I don't really know what, you know, you look at one of those things, you got to flush it, don't you? Yeah, you know, it was a little hangover from Sunday, man. Uh, and, and we tried to guard against it, you know, try mm-hmm. to make them aware of it. But sometimes, you know, they've got experience to understand it. And, uh, yeah, so Tuesday was, was what it was. Uh, a loss. It might be talked about earlier in the season, you know, uh, whether you win by 20, lose by 20, win by one, lose by one. They all go in the win-loss column the same way, and that was our post-game speech, you know. We've got to do whatever we can to make sure that this doesn't continue to happen as far as, you know, hey, man, let today be today. But tomorrow will be a new day. Uh, don't have a hangover effect from Tuesday night's game. It'll go back out Wednesday and get after a good lot of take team. And we did that, man. That's part of the guys when they came back and see there on Wednesday. That's what I was going to say. Uh, we, we talked at the beginning of the season, before the season started, Coach, and you, you set up the schedule as a uh, little, little tough love. I mean, there's, there's no way to, you know, there's no time to really kind of uh, contemplate or anything. you got to get back on the diamond. So you had a back-to-back on Tuesday, Wednesday, and you're facing Louisiana Tech, ranked 25th. And, look, they beat Tulane earlier in the midweek. I mean, they're a pretty good team. to come back and win, though, like you guys did, 4-3. Does that say something about your team after a game like that when you lose 23-1? to Absolutely. And that's what we've talked about, you know, just in college baseball in general in this club. And, 
you look on paper, you look at talent, yeah, you can you can measure those things a little bit, what guys should do from a number standpoint, returning. Maybe if you have this guy, maybe an impact you can bring in a new guy. But it comes down to, man, how how much perseverance these kids have. And, uh, and we like our leadership, man. We like the way the guys compete. Uh, we love the way that they, they bond together, and we love the way they can handle some failure and, and some uh, insecurities. You know, they can do it with confidence, and they can do it uh, together and go out there and have success. And so, you know, we'll, I'm sure there'll be challenges as the year continues to go along. Uh, but in those challenges, man, if they keep facing like they did there on Wednesday, we'll be in great shape. Speak with Matt Reiser, coach of the SLU Lions. Um we talked about him specifically at the beginning of the season here as well, and you used the word confidence, Evan Keller being able to come up two outs. I mean, any time you can get a two-out hit, two-out single, make it an RBI. I mean, those are those are huge, right? And it eventually becomes the game-deciding run. Little things like that to add up. Next thing you know, you kind of want a guy like that, and he feels more comfortable when he gets up to the plate. Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you look at our Friday win against UAB and our win last night, uh, that was the difference. Um, I think we had five two-out RBIs on Friday night against UAB. And they were after typical at-bats, you know, running third, less than two, strike out, or didn't get the guy in, you know, pop out in the infield. And this is what it's about. It's about picking up your teammates, man. We're, we're not an individual sport. It's a team sport. So, uh, yeah, you know, they got the strikeout and run at third. Felt pretty good about it. But, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think our dugout felt really good about Kellen going up there with two outs and guys scoring <laughs> position. So, uh, you know, it delivers a big knock. But that's what the kid is, man. He's, he's always got ice water in his veins. Never mm-hmm. gets fed up. Uh, and that's why he's, you know, our leader of the team. Well, you're going to face Louisiana Tech again next Wednesday. So in one week's time, except you're going to go to their place. So you're on the road to four. You said you were leaving the Delta here uh, as you're on your way. Arkansas, number three in the country here. What do you see when you get a chance to check them out here on the bus? Yeah, you know, uh, I'll see. They've, they've dealt with a few injuries like we have on the mound. Uh, I think they lost their big guy right for the season as well. They're a big Friday night starter, but... Uh, obviously it's Arkansas, man. They're number three in the country for a reason. They got a lot of talent, a lot of history of winning, and, uh, they're tough at their place. You know, they're one of the best venues in the country to play at. Uh, you know, so we're looking forward to the opportunity and we're excited about it. I think it's got a chance to, again, really challenge us and, uh, continue to make us better. And, you know, we'll have a chance with, with our guys on the bump and, and our, our mentality, man. We'll have a chance to pop these guys a few times. And mm-hmm. we just got to continue to stay. You know, consistent with what we're doing, uh, consistent with how we're showing up to the ballpark regardless of what's, what's going on and uh, how we're handling the, the in-game stuff. You know, I'm sure emotions will be high back and forth. You know, anytime you play in a venue like that, in front of a crowd like that, that's, that's always going to be uh, expected. Yeah. But it's a matter of managing those uh, emotions and doing a good job of controlling and channeling the right way in, in the competitive nature and uh, not losing focus on what's, uh, what's inside and there in the game. Now, they played the Cajuns a, a little bit ago here back on the 27th body uh, guard weekend, and, and UL won 6-4. to four. I, Does it ever help when you're playing a team that maybe has played a team that's in-state, that you probably know some of their players, kind of know what they sort of do? Can you take anything from that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I think you do a good job. I mean, all these kids know each other nowadays, especially right? in the summer circuit. You know, they... They play with each other, against each other, and they're playing on different teams through the different weekends. Or maybe they, they play a weekend here or two together. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think you just you continue to know, you know, where you are. Uh, you know, we're, we're not familiar with Arkansas offense. This will be our first time ever playing in, in the history of the program. But uh, you're familiar with other people who have played them. And so when you start, you know, you don't want to compare. Uh, <laughs> you know, us as coaches, we always get on online, right, after we played somebody and say, hey, man, let's, let's see what UAP did, right, or let's see what SIUE did or Tulane did or, you know, 
uh, Jacob scores, hoping they continue to win their games. You know, you want mm-hmm. your opponent to win as many games as possible, so that RPI is high as possible. But um, you know, I'm sure the kids do the same thing, right? And they know that you know, with last year playing them you know, a couple weeks ago, um, yeah, I'm sure they've been talking back and forth, man. Hey, man, this is the guy. This is the guy. Don't let this guy beat you. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, I think you'd be able to do this. You know, and they they've got some other talkings going on as well. So, um, but I think it helps get familiar a little bit with the opponent. Now, just there's so much again, so much video. Uh, the college game is transformed so much in the last really five years with the amount of video and information and data and analytics and everything else going on that uh, yeah, you're pretty familiar once you get in game. So it boils down to pitch it, hit it, and field it, right? <laughs> pretty simple. Pretty simple, right? The, the teams that can do it the best, man, are the ones that win it. Not the team that wins the game. The team that doesn't lose the game. Matt, do they got somewhere to be? Why, why are you playing at three o'clock tomorrow? I mean, you're driving up there. I mean, you play two games this week. Like, what, 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 they got lights. It's the SEC. They got plenty of money on campus. Why, why are we playing at three, yeah. not six, six thirty? They got plenty of candles, Gus. But I'm gonna tell you this: when we scheduled this series, my number one concern was the weather. If you've been up there last weekend, it was 19 degrees. And oh. so, you know, I said a little prayer before we went up. Praying to the dear Lord that's not had that same kind of 19 degree weather. So that's okay. why they play at 3 o'clock, okay. not knowing what the weather would be. You know, they don't want to get out there at 6 o'clock. Nobody does. <laughs> if you got 19 degree weather, hopefully you get that 35, 40 degree weather during the daytime. But we got a little heat stroke. So we'll we'll be up there. It'll be nice. we be in the 70s on Friday. Uh, looks like it's going to be in the mid 60s there on Saturday. Got a lot of rain coming on Sunday. So I would anticipate and expect probably more than likely we'll be in a playing doublehead on Saturday. Oh, well, there you go. Look at you. That's part of, uh, being the head coach, right? Being prepared for all of that. <laughs> hey, man, Mother Nature, you gotta, you gotta adjust. She's undefeated. If I had a record, I'd have a lifetime contract. Yeah, there you go. I understand that, man. I appreciate the time again as the team is traveling out there on the bus. Yeah, I'm looking at the weather channel. You're right on the money there. So <laughs> at least it's not 19. <laughs> 71 is a lot different than 19. I can assure you that. Having been in Philadelphia earlier this week and then coming home like the 70s, I felt like I was in a heat wave, man. Um, well, good luck to you. And we've touched on on it, man, this first month of the, the season, you're going to learn a lot about your team. And let's see where we are as we get going into conference play. Thank you, as always, for your time. We'll talk again next week. You guys appreciate a lot of that. Yep, for sure. Go give them a follow over on Twitter. At Lineup Baseball is the way to follow them on Twitter. And, of course, the athletic website. It's real simple. It's lionsports.net. That brings a close to our number one. Uh, Mike Silva, head coach of the Colonels, 115. Travis Jewett, 205. Mississippi State, the defending national champions, they're in town this weekend in uptown New Orleans. They're getting ready for a big series. So we'll talk to them on Thursdays. We try to do a lot of college baseball here as well. Will Guillory, 215. We'll talk more on the Pels. Coming up next hour, let's go into the locker room and hear from Willie Green and others. So support Hangover and ESP New Orleans. important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National